Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, hey, friends. I want to talk to all of my amazingly talented, highly skilled, creative babies who miss doing the thing that they actually started their business for. (laughs) Girl, yes, I know so many of you are crushing it. Like you have no problem landing the clients. You are busy AF and yet somehow you feel like you've gotten away from the thing that like made you fall in love with doing your business and and you're feeling just like stuck in the busy or stuck in the like the cycle of like constant communication with your clients and feeling overwhelmed. And I want to let you know that you can step out of that. You have so much potential to grow into this creative director seat. And I think often like CEO status like feels like not totally in alignment for a lot of service-based business owners. They're like, I mean, not that you don't want to run a company or a business of high caliber, but like you still want to be delivering on the service And I think oftentimes being in the CEO seat means that you don't get to do that anymore. And that like you completely remove yourself from the service. And I think at least like remembering where we were when we were offering services one-on-one that the headspace I was in before we abruptly quit, (laughs) because that's what I thought was the right thing for us to do. I wasn't missing my craft, I was resentful of my craft. And I think you could go either way depending on your personality. My brain chose to be resentful of picking up the camera and shooting and editing because I hadn't taken the necessary steps for me to get to just be creative again, for me to vision what this project could look like and build the relationship with the brands that we were working with. I think there were so many fun pieces of my role that I like put in one bubble in one box because I was so overwhelmed and stressed out that I think like people who are in this spot listening could either be 
God, I haven't like, yes, I'm designing for clients or yes, I'm, you know, shooting for clients or planning for clients, but it feels like more of a thing that you're just checking off like a fulfillment, not in a fun way, but like, okay, I got to go shoot that wedding or, okay, I need to sit down and like design this website or whatever. And it, the feeling you're like not connected to it anymore. And I, Mm -hmm. looking back now and like being in this business now for a while, I think that is the most sacred space for a creative service provider to protect that now we're on a mission to make sure that you guys are protecting that as well. (laughs) Yes. No, I am so passionate about this because I think so many people stray away from like staying in doing services because they think that they're just overdoing the thing. And I often find that it's the loss of passion is because of the stress and overwhelm that's coming from all the other places. And if you had a system like this, you could truly fall back in love with what you're doing, feel like you have a clear direction on the day to day, and be inspired to really take the time to serve your clients in the way you've always wanted to, and in the Mm -hmm. caliber you've always wanted to. And so we just want to kind of touch on how can you get back to that space where you feel creative, you feel excited, you are clear, but there's systems and support there for yeah, you. Yeah, and I think you know? it's funny looking on this list that I created before we hit record. Some of these we were doing in our service basement when we were offering specifically one-on-one. But most of these we've implemented in the last year, literally this year in this business right now. Because even if we're not working like directly one-on-one, we, we still have deliverables that we give clients. We still work really intimately with a lot of clients And so how could we bring back that deeper impact of service, selling servicely? Is that a word? Servicely? I'm just making it a word right now. And and, and kind of looking back of the lessons that we've learned through the years and in that first year of pivoting our business of what would we do differently? Or because we were feeling that way then, what what decisions do we need to be making now so we, we make sure we don't feel that way again? Because even though maybe, yeah, I don't shoot for Boss Project anymore, there are still things that I'm doing in my craft, like writing, like being creative, like visioning, that we still have to prioritize bar none, like that is non-negotiable because Mm -hmm. it keeps us in a mentally sound space. It keeps our business growing and it keeps the people that we're working with happy. We, like everyone says, right. Especially in the, in the scope of hiring and delegating, which we are going to touch on a little bit, but like, I feel like the messaging is start your business from the thing that you know, and then grow it to where you're not doing anything. And that just doesn't feel, it hasn't felt in alignment with you and I for a really long time. And we just didn't really know why. And I think it actually truthfully doesn't feel in alignment for a lot of our creative service business owners, because like, they're like, no, this is actually what I like to do. Like I can keep having it feel like a hobby, a fun thing, if I protect it in this way. And so that's yeah. really the root of what we're talking about today. It's, it's not this sense of get everything off your plate that you're not good at. And then like, don't, don't do anything ever again. You grew the thing. That's not the kind of business I want to grow. Right. And it, like, as you, as you evolve, I definitely think the way you might be involved yeah. changes, but it doesn't mean you couldn't be down in the trenches with your team and like and your doing the things. 
and <laughs> your clients. Absolutely. Having an impact directly on them. And, you know, there's so much messaging out there about removing yourself and making yourself obsolete. And you can, I'm not saying that's not an option, but I think for most people who started a business, they started because they desire to make an impact in this way. They desire to serve and create freedom way. for themselves. You can have freedom and not be fully removed from your craft. That's the point I'm trying to get across. <laughs> right. So the, the first thing I want to talk about, and this was something we were doing in our one-on-one service-based business. And I was I'm looking back now, I'm, I'm really proud of us for how early we segued into this. We definitely could have expanded upon it, but offering, this might scare some of you, offering high-touch services to me is one of the critical first steps. It's kind of like the emergency fix-it button, in my opinion, when like everything's a hot mess, you're feeling overwhelmed, you know you need to fix this, that, and the other. This is the thing that like enables you to have runway of time and finances in order to build up your foundation in a clear way. Dare I say you should consider only taking on services. A hundred percent. I was going to say, I'm like, I, I want people to sit here and think about like when I say high touch or high end or premium or whatever word you want to use here, what number does that mean for you? And for us, it's, it's a minimum of 5k. And like, when I say minimum, I mean, okay, do 5k tomorrow. And then like in a month or so, I want you to do 10k. <laughs> Literally. For real though. And, you know, six years ago, we were offering website packages anywhere from five to $12,000. And even then I was like, I don't know if this is <laughs> right. enough. <laughs> right. Because we knew what we were because offering was amazing. Right. And I think so often people get confused on like, well, why would someone pay? Well, mm-hmm. no. You need to, if you're worried about that, you need to up-level the kind of people you're hanging around and and the kind of clients yeah. you're serving. Not that, not that your clients won't have objections, not that they won't right. question or that they won't have a period that they have to discern if this is the right fit for them, but you're already you're already banging. Mm -hmm. Like you have no problem getting clients. So why are you so scared to charge more? I don't understand what the holdback. And now if you want to, if you want to talk about it, just (laughs) send me a DM. I'm dead serious. Send me a DM at boss project. And if you're like, Oh, I don't know about charging 5k or more. And if you're charging 5k, then like literally tomorrow do 10k. And if that feels weird, like talk to us about it. But it's this, I saw this thing on Instagram the other night that was like, I, I charge what I charge because I'm an expert at what I do. And that's who you guys are, right? I want you to really sit in the experience of level of expertise that you bring to the table and what that can do for businesses, brands, people, whatever, whoever you're working with, mm-hmm. you charge that because you're an expert at what you do, not because you're worth it, not because you deserve it. Not because like that's what the market can hold because you are an expert at what you do, period. End of sentence. Yeah. You don't need no. all the other stuff. Not that like if we want to talk about worth, like you were like literally born worthy. Right. So well, that's and like I a hate whole that anyways because like what I'm – okay, pay me $10 million for that then. That's because that – or $100 million. What are you actually worth? That number doesn't exist because it's, it, it's, it's right. super fucking high, right? That's not maybe right. realistic for, for the packages that you're offering. 
So right. I don't like to right. equate my worth with a 3K package, a 5K package, a 10K package. Your expertise matters. The value you're delivering matters. The results you're providing mm-hmm. matters, period. But like, it doesn't have to be this crazy, complicated thing. And here's here's the piece that I'm going to really push you on. You might, as you start to get here, to really kind of up level, you're gonna have to get back into your zone of genius. So many of you have strayed away. You have strayed away because the business demands so much of you and you need to identify what you're actually best at. And Oh, I was going to say to these points together work so well, because if, if our, if our purpose is to get you to stay in your zone of genius and prioritize that, the thing that will enable you to go to 10K, 15K, 18K, 20K packages is getting back in your zone of genius. The reason why oh, it feels sure. uncomfortable to do that number is because you are so far removed from that experience yes. and that impact and that service that you don't feel like it's the right thing to do. So get back in it. Right. Now, here's the thing that may be a little bit surprising for you. And I think I think it depends on who you are. But it is critical that when you are in this phase, that you actually identify what your zone of genius is, because it might not be the thing you right. want it to be. Right. Because like for me, I freaking love me some design. I love design. I love to draw. I love to create. And I'm good at it. And I can bang some shit out. Okay. <laughs> but my actual zone of genius is in operations and seeing how things work together and connecting the dots and connecting the pieces in the system side. If I ignore that, like you're going to have to discern, and this is going to take time. You're going to have to discern the more you're involved in your business, the longer you're in business, the more clients you Mm -hmm. serve, the zone of genius may evolve and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You getting back to it isn't always... It sometimes for a lot of people, it is literally going back to the exact reason they start. But sometimes it's an evolution of like, you ignored this piece of yourself because you wanted it to be something else. And the thought, the hard part for me is like, I often, because it didn't, because design didn't specifically feel like my zone of genius, I would beat myself up over it. But then like Mm -hmm. years later, I'm like, no, I'm actually a really good fucking designer. It's just, I happen to be even higher level in this other area. Well, and I'll tell you what, a a direct result of us constantly having a pulse on, okay, is everyone on our team staying in their zone of genius? And are Abby and I staying in our zone of genius? We really reevaluated this earlier this year. And like Abby was saying, that zone of genius kind of fluctuates, right? Like I started my service-based business as a photographer that has shifted. I haven't picked up a camera for Boss Project in years. I did pick up copywriting. I did pick up more of the out-facing, outbound Marketing, forward facing marketing, whatever phrase I'm looking for, what you guys see from the outside, right? So, like emails or social connections and like external marketing. Thank you. External is the word that I was looking for. And how those pieces can tie together. How can our content that we're talking about here match the content that we're releasing in the shop, match the content that you see on the blog and that you see on social, et cetera? And sometimes when deciding to prioritize that and like, really fully say, no, you're really good at this. Stay in this zone. It means getting help for you to do that thing. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like going to be the person always. Like I'm not saying that when I fully focused on our external marketing, like 
I'm the full reason all of this stuff, like amazing results happened in our business, but we made two deliberate decisions. One, we decided to stop outsourcing our marketing. We decided to try it because we wanted, again, get everything off of our plate so we can get back to our zone of genius. The intent was right. The action was wrong for us, right? So we outsourced that, didn't work, felt super disconnected. We felt so pulled away from our messaging and our brand and what was being said and pieces weren't working together and it, it felt really off. So we let go of them brought me into like, okay, you need to really focus on this and have the own this department and really figure out what you need to make this successful. So what I needed was help. And so we actually brought on someone who happened to be Abby's husband. Yeah. And we're like, you know everything about our business. Come on board and help me out. <laughs> and when him and I really teamed up and, and Abby's systems were implemented for us and created for us and, and his brain is over here in the way that's magic and my brain is over here in the way that's my zone of genius. I wish on this audio, I could show you the graph of what happened with our sales. Really, it, <laughs> it was so crazy, but I really think it's leaning into what makes sense. Not, not only from like the zone of genius perspective, but in the same vein, the like the timeline focus, because, you know, I think so often there's this big kind of push for people who are higher level to only think big picture. And that was a, the, maybe one of the top five lessons I learned. And it's this like, year. <laughs> mm, uh, you, you're going to have to fluctuate. And like, I'm over here quite literally. It's right brain, right. left brain. You got to keep right. both of them I'm over working. here thinking, okay, what do we need in three months? What do we need in six months? What do we need in the next year? I'm keeping on a pulse on who we're going to hire next. What kind of systems we need in place so we literally don't break our business at, like, I can't quite explain to you the acceleration we put on our business. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. thinking about, healthcare and like, <laughs> and like <laughs> retirement plans and bonus structures and operations and, and HR and, you know, but I also need someone who's literally thinking about today. And so Jared is yeah. really focused yeah. on like the today kind of delivery, but when it's just you yeah. or you and a really small team, you need to understand how each of you think. So like one of the things that was so beneficial for us was like making everyone take a strength finder quiz. Like we all need to know what our strengths are. I made everyone also take a, how do you learn quiz? So like I could figure out what's the best way to teach someone or offload something. We also all took an Enneagram quiz. And like, I'm like, the more information I can have on how you best work, the better I can be your manager, the better I can design a business that will thrive with you in it. Yep. Yep. Um, so this next point, I mean, these all go hand in hand together. That's why we're sharing them with you now. But I feel like this point could be repeated like after uh -huh. every single point <laughs> in what we're making today. Um, so I want us to all take the pledge okay, right now to do it. it. I'm going to say it and you're going to, you're going to take the pledge, the with, pledge without even hearing it, took, gonna, by the way. Uh -huh, you ready? You ready? I pledge, I pledge to let go, to of, let the go of the belief that, that everything, everything is, an is an emergency. It's so good. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I hope you took that with us and I hope that you really start to believe that because this, these work together in the sense that when we have the financial runway because we're increasing our prices and we're offering high touch services, when we're prioritizing staying in that zone of genius of what do you do best and what does your team do best, you have to then let go of the belief that 
every freaking thing happening in your business is an emergency or you will not it's true. move forward. It's true. Now, not, th- not that things aren't a priority. So again, I think this all, this all is like, how can we make a structure that's like calm and chill and relax and people aren't freaking yeah. frantic all the time? Like I used to always, in corporate, I would always be like, this fire is happening and like, we need this now. We need th-. like so-and-so. It was st- it was constant and it's a really stressful to work in an environment yeah. that's like that. And especially, especially as service providers, it's so easy to let your clients dictate what is on fire. Yeah. But here's the thing. You need to set priorities. You need to define what's actually important and urgent. There's like a whole breakdown. Like I have a whole philosophy for how to do this. Like it, I, I don't have time to go into all t- today, but there is a way to disseminate if this is an actual important need. Now, that's not to say you don't address client concerns in a timely manner, but often, mm-hmm. often the solution is communication, not solutions. Immediate and not immediate solutions. Not that you're going to get to a solution, but it could be as simple as I hear you. This is something we're actively working on. Here's my next steps to get there. And that's all they really needed. They didn't need you to actually perform all the things to get to the point that they're satisfied today. They just need you to hear them. And for those of you who who sit in that visionary role really well, I want to give another example on how you your brain might be convincing you that everything is emergency. Maybe it's not client stuff. Maybe it's not day-to-day things. But for for me, where my brain goes sometimes, it's I don't have FOMO in real life. Like I really don't. I do not care that I'm missing anything in real life. I'm actually happy if I like don't have to participate in a lot of things. I have FOMO in business a lot and I really have to check myself in the sense, especially being on the marketing side, right? Of like, oh, it's an emergency that we don't have a video game plan for Boss Project. It's an emergency that we're not crushing it on Reels or on TikTok. It's an emergency that like, oh, this live messed up and we have to fix this over here. To me, it's it's those, it's it's the big picture strategies that I want to implement, even if they don't make sense that I want to implement, not that we are implementing, but that I want to, that I feel like, oh, I need to make this more of a priority, more of an emergency so that it can happen. And I go back to, but is this enabling me to stay in my zone of genius? If I choose to say yes to this, I know hands down, I'm going to sacrifice these other tasks over here. And these over here right now are more important. And so I need to dial it back Stay in my zone of genius and let this idea. It's also sit totally possible that you end up in this. When we get to delegation, like there's a way to kind of delegate who's owning what aspect of this, so that not that you can't have things that are urgent for you, but you then can let things be urgent for other people, but not you at all. And I think that's the thing here is like, you're going to have to draw some lines in the sand. It's not that you're not going to be aware. It's not that you're not going to know. You know, I think people that are totally disconnected from issues in a business Mm -hmm. is dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. you need to know and have like some transparency there. But anyway, okay. I think so few people are actually doing this successfully. This next thing I'm about to say. Well, and what I want to do, I want to have an exercise. You like say the word and what it is. And then I want you to like say something that you do with this word. And I'll say something. And oh. like the, the list is endless. Okay. Are you ready? You know what I'm getting what, at. What are, what are the things yeah. we automate? Automate. 
Um, Automate tasks. Go. Um, <laughs> Client emails. responses. Uh huh. Any literally Train, onboarding or training. offboarding workflows? Testimony. Um, <laughs> Groceries. Um, how I plan my week. Literally, li- like we could literally keep going. And I want you to begin to see that there are so many pieces in your business that maybe you've set up like one kind of little process and there are 10,000 others. And I get that it feels like really overwhelming to see the like everything that you could do, but I don't think I fully realized. And again, it's because I have support. I have, I have Abby who is, it is her zone of genius to do the systems and operations, but this year has taught us that spending the time on these things saves you time later and, and lets you perform the task better and lets you stay in your zone of genius more and often. And generally speaking, helps you make more money way more quickly. And now, yes. it can yes. feel – because here's the thing. With any automation, like regardless of what it is, if it's a – Automating your client experience, automating workflows, automating sales, automating your project management, like whatever. All of those things can happen. And I do think there is a level that they should be happening. Some need to be like, you literally don't touch it. Like it does it for you. Some are a hybrid. Absolutely. Some are a hybrid. But even sometimes something as simple as a trigger, like here's Mm -hmm. the thing. Emily and I, from day one, and this is why we've been so successful, in my opinion, from day one, we are so huge on never waking up wondering what we have to work on. Right. And when we have a very clear idea on where we're going and who's doing what and when, it is magic. Yes. Because especially as you start to, and we're going to go into delegating now, but as, as soon as you start delegating you may not realize, and if you've started delegating already, you probably know what I'm talking about, the brain space that you also hold for wondering what the other person is doing. Oh, it's hard. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's annoying is what it is. And so (laughs) you don't have something that's systematized or automated to tell you that information. There goes like 10% of your brain space for the day. Well, and you know, if you do this right, there's a way to look over someone's shoulder without right. them knowing you're looking over their right. shoulder in a way that doesn't feel micromanaging. Right. Either. Because, hi, creative service business owners, y'all are like mostly type A, right? You're like, um, did they email? Did they, right. did they okay. send that thing? Right. Did they um, do that to app? Especially at the beginning. Yes. It's so hard to trust people. It's so hard to trust. Well, and here's the thing. It's not a, to me, it's not even trust. Because mm-hmm. again, this goes back to let go of the belief that everything is emergency. It also kind of goes hand in hand with like, yeah, your team is going to talk differently than you do because it's not their business. It's not their client. It's not their goal or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to let go of that. That has to be perfect every time. <sighs> it's really hard, <laughs> which is really hard. Well, you know, what's crazy. You know, what's crazy is like, but if you automate it, then maybe they're doing it less and you get to decide what it says every time. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a thing. That's <laughs> definitely a thing. But I also, I, I think there's this like perfectionist habit that like y'all need to like really check because <laughs> it's so hard. You know what? I, I literally 
if I could, if I had the brain space and capacity, I would read every email, every blog post, every social post, everything that is ultimately client facing. And when I gave that up, I put a huge level of trust in my team. We've done really stupid shit. Like literally, <laughs> like not to call Miranda it out, <laughs> but we've definitely sent an email with, I think this needs a testimonial. I'm not sure what I should add here as the subject line. <laughs> and guess what? We're still here. We're still in business. <laughs> Maybe less people open the email. We're going to send an email for a brand part. A brand partner sent an email and the link was broken. And our team fixed it while we were in a meeting. <laughs> like that. And I broke it. I we broke learned. it. We it. I broke it. I broke the link. I I broke the link for something that went out to hundreds of thousands of people. I didn't know you did that. I broke it. I thought Jared did. No. <laughs> me. But he fixed it because he knew how he because he's just uh-huh. and he, that makes it even funnier to me. <laughs> the amount of things that we mess up every single day that go out. But again, it goes back to that let go of the belief that everything is an emergency. It's it's also the response, right? Of like, oh shit, that happened. Okay. Do we send a resend email? Do we, do we, how quickly can we edit that link? Do we need to apologize? Do we need to pu- pu- delete it and publish something else again? I, Jared posted something recently that were stories where I had sent him some bullet points, but then I also sent him some like talking yeah. points. He put them on the graphic too. I was like, they were up for like an hour and I saw them. I'm like, hey, because again, I'm watching our own stories to see how are things looking. And I'm like, hey, bro, these are those. Those were for you. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't you read it? He's like, do you know how many things I read every day? <laughs> and it's fine. No, it's really like, fun. I think there's a mix of like humility oh, sure. and we're all humans. And yes, measure the level of the impact of that mistake, but like do what you can. And well, and I think that I think part of it, I used to think that mistakes we're a way bigger deal than most are right now. Granted, we have made some really big ones for sure. Like, I don't know, like some, like some very expensive, like probably cost us a lot of money, but I don't want to think about it. Those are more regrets. (laughs) Not like some, some, definitely mistakes have cost us money when, when we're talking about logistical, like emails or wrong links or whatever, but some bigger decisions that were, (laughs) Yeah. For, <laughs> but okay, so let me. Now that we've told you all the things that could go poorly if you delegate, <laughs> let me explain what can actually happen. Okay, so first of all, when you empower people, it is such a transformational experience. And when you hire people who are just as passionate as you are about your client's success, oh my gosh, it is yeah, bananas. You should have seen the email. I didn't even look at it, but I like I know how much time was put into the we had one client e- please don't do this. We had one client email 20 questions in and our team probably spent way more time than they should have looking up answers to everything, most of which were not actually questions for us. Like it was they were asking they they were asking our opinion about a software. Um and like we can 
we definitely have tools to serve them and we we can invite them into this part of our business and this part of our business is a result of serving them well but the reason they went above and beyond to answer those questions is because they care so deeply about our client's success that they mm-hmm. will literally take time out of their day to make sure people are taken care of and served on a level that like we have not been able to before. Because guess what? If that was our inbox responsibility, you wouldn't have gotten an answer. You would have gotten a link to some FAQ somewhere else because that's all we had the time for. So I put this note on here and I want this to be a real check for a lot of you listening. I'm be real honest with you. You aren't that good at all the things you're doing. It's true. You know that. There are some I know that. There are some things you're <laughs> fucking fantastic at, which is why you need to get back to your zone genius. But there get over there. There's definitely things that you are not that good at. But like you've had ownership over for so long. So you're you're in the trenches. You're like will, you're willing to learn the shit. I've seen you take courses about shit you have no business taking courses about. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you put things out into the world that are questionable and that's okay. But okay. when you bring people in where that is their strength, because here's the thing, I think often people will hire, especially service-based business owners. They, and they do this because it's like actually totally unconscious behavior, but they, they hire people that are too similar to them. Well, yeah, that was something I saw in our group, our coaching groups that we're in. And I had never really thought of this. And I don't, I don't feel like we necessarily did this, but, but I've heard this myth before. I've heard this concept before of, of hiring, hire someone to replace yourself. And that kind of goes back to my conversation at the beginning of like, get out of everything in your business. Like you built the thing and like, you get to go live in Maui for 87 months out of the year. And I'm like that we're hiring to replace replace you. Why would you do that? First of all, why would you do that? And if you're not good at all the things, then best believe if you hire someone who's the same as you, then they're not going to be good at the things you're not good at. Yeah. Why would you do that? I would. So here's the thing. Like when we did take that Enneagram test and when we did take those strength finder tests, we have such a diverse group of people. Oh my, when we had our virtual mixer and I was like, what's your Enneagram there? Listen, y'all, I, cause I bet a lot of you are mm, three, twos, fours is what I'm going to expect. I'm a three. I'm used to so many other business owners being threes and we can just like be toxic together with our unhealthy habits. Not a single other person on my whole freaking team is a three. No, no. And I was like, <laughs> well, and we, yes. and we just hired a boundaries coach so <laughs> what <laughs> so excited yeah so delegating is hard i'm not going to sugarcoat it no. and say that it's easy identifying those holes it takes trial and error but really recognizing that yes there are things to let go and it's not the things that you think no for a hundred percent it's definitely not the things that you think but i do think there are i think it's a place to start and i I won't get too into the weeds of this but there are often pieces of the service you're providing that are the best place to start which is like a whole right uh, it's like a whole thing it's a whole thing yeah a whole thing okay so our last piece and maybe my favorite piece and and I mean, I feel like also the most 
far out of reach for a lot of people. They think that it is because it's maybe hard to wrap your head around what it could look like if you're offering one-on-one services and you are one person and you're maybe just now starting to delegate and what does that look like? Find as many ways as possible, as many ways as possible to create consistent and predictable income. Tomorrow, find it tomorrow. If not for your business, for your mental sanity. And I don't mean... I don't mean digital products or a membership. No, literally at all. Sure don't. No, there are ways to craft your one-on-one service business model to provide for you consistently and predictably throughout an entire year. You don't have to have the high highs and low lows. You literally don't. You also don't have to have the like your time is tapped and you're consistently making money, but it's not enough. Right. And this is a whole other conversation in itself. I know we're at time here, but I wanted to end with this one because it's it's really I'm asking you to walk away with a belief Mm -hmm. that that's possible and a spark of interest for you to maybe explore options of what that could look like for you and your business and what it could actually mean. Because not only did you maybe start this business because you're good at your craft and you wanted to design or plan or make or create whatever, right? Um, But you also did it for bigger reasons than maybe you haven't got to see happen yet. Like being able to homeschool your kids or travel the country with your partner and your kids or stay home and do like reno projects and have your partner come home from their job and help you do that cool stuff. Or I don't know, have an actual side hobby that you don't have to worry about turning into a business because this one is working for you. There are countless things that are underlying reasons of why you started your business and why you continue to wake up every single day and work on it. And I just, I want you to kind of give yourself an audit on, on how that's feeling right now. If, you, if you're feeling out of alignment with the things we talked about today, like if if this, sound, if this sounds like desirable, but you're stuck in the messy, right. you're stuck in the, I don't know what I'm supposed to work on tomorrow. You're stuck in the, the lack of systems and you're w- doing way too much in the realm yeah. of client communication and you're doing stuff on repeat, then we need to chat. And I am dead serious. You need to yeah. send me a DM over at Boss Project. I want to talk to you about what you're doing. I want to talk to you about what you're offering. And I have some really clear ideas yeah. on how you can move forward. So I'd love to hear from favorite. So come to the DMs and do that, okay? Like literally, it's me, Abby, and Jared. You're going to hear from one of us, okay? It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We'll chat soon. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the -the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.